Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Bethel Assembly, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and a blessing to your life. If you want more information about Bethel Assembly, please go to our website, BethelAssembly.info. Thanks again. Well, this morning we're going to begin a series, kick off a brand new series that is going to help us to embrace what I believe is the word that God has given us for 2019. If you were here last Sunday, we took a moment and we vision cast a little bit on the outside. We thought a little bit on the outside. We let God share with us what he has in store for Bethel Assembly in 2019. And in the midst of that message, I share with you the word that I believe God has given us for this year. And that word is encounter. But I believe that the encounter that we are going to experience in 2019 is not going to end on December the 31st at 11.59. But I believe that as we begin to move forward, we begin to pursue God, I believe that that encounter is going to continue for the rest of our lives and be passed on to future generations. But here's what I want you to grab a hold of. We can't rely on just a Sunday morning service to be our only encounter. Listen carefully. We can't allow an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning to be your only encounter with the presence of God. God desires to move in and through you, are you ready for this, on a daily basis. You see, we could come to church every Sunday. We could fulfill an obligation. We could punch our spiritual time card. We could leave here and say, well, I did my religious duty. I went to church. I sat through a service. We could move on, but I don't believe that's the reason why Jesus came. But I believe that Jesus came for so much more than for us to have an obligation to fulfill. I believe that Jesus came for an encounter with you. I believe that Jesus came for a connection with you. The word encounter, by definition, simply means to come upon face to face. As we progress through, as we process through this new year, my question is, do you have a a true desire to honestly encounter or or come face to face with God? Or are we simply satisfied with doing church? I'm not asking about us corporately as a body of believers i'm asking about you individually do you have a desire to daily have that encounter with god you see that's what we're going to talk about for the next seven weeks what does it look like to truly honestly come face to face with the very presence of our creator to come face to face to have an encounter with god the bible is jammed Packed with an example after example after example of people just like you and just like me who had such an encounter. 
Now, when I look at Bible characters, oftentimes we somehow think that they are, are, are superheroes. Well, there's no way that I could ever do what they did. There's no way that I could ever experience God like they did because they were. But what I want you to understand is they were just like you and they were just like me. And people that are completely wholly dependent upon our Creator, our Lord, our Savior, our God. Over the next seven weeks, we're going to take some time to see what happened in these individual lives. What was the outcome? Was there any real change? That's what I want to discover. I want to challenge you to be here every single Sunday. Make a commitment today to be here every single Sunday for the next seven weeks. But don't come alone. Bring somebody alongside with you. Because I truly believe what happens over the next seven weeks is going to set a new course, not just for 2019, but it's going to set a new course for generations to come. Why? Because now is the time to encounter the presence of God. I love the transparency of the psalmist in Psalm chapter 27. He says, the one thing that I ask of the Lord, the one thing that I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. The one thing, the only thing that I truly desire, the deepest longing of my heart is just to hang out in the presence of God every single day. In other words, I want an encounter with God. To dwell in his presence. To live among him every single day. That's the encounter that we're talking about in this series. Not a, a once and done, but a continual renewal. A perpetual spring of a connection with God. But I fear that too often we're simply satisfied with tradition. And too often we're simply satisfied with routine. It's enough just to, to show up, to go through the motions. Oh, pastor, I raised my hand twice. I even clapped during the worship. And we're satisfied, but I want to challenge you in this series. I want to challenge you this morning. Go deeper in the presence of God. He has so much more in store for you. The one thing that I ask, the one thing that I desire the most in my life is to dwell in your house, is to live in your house, is to hang out and experience the encounter of God every single day. Of my life, Lord, I desire you. Is that your heart's cry? Is that what you're longing for in this new year? God, I want to know you in a real way. For the next few moments, I want to look at some traits of a true encounter with God. What does it look like? What does it take to get to that place of an encounter with God? The first thing that I see is this. A true encounter requires preparation. 
A true encounter requires preparation. One of my favorite stories in the Old Testament is a time when the Ark of the Covenant, which contained the Ten Commandments, was being moved to Solomon's temple. The Bible tells me that something happened in the midst of that move. Something happened that rocked the world of a group of people that day. Look what it says in 2 Chronicles chapter 5. It says, Then the priest left the holy place. All the priests who were present had purified themselves, whether or not they were on duty that day. Look at that. Whether or not they were on the worship team that morning, whether or not they were a greeter at the door, whether or not they were working in the nursery, whether or not they were an usher that morning, whether or not they were on duty, they took the time for the preparation and prepared themselves. And the Levites, who were musicians, Asaph, Heman, Jedatham, and all their sons and brothers, were dressed in fine linen robes and stood at the east side of the altar playing cymbals and lyres and harps. They were joined by 120 priests who were playing trumpets. The trumpeters and singers performed together in unison to praise and give thanks to the Lord, accompanied by the trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments. They raised their voices and praised the Lord with these words, He is good, His faithful love endures forever. And at that moment, something happened. They prepared themselves. They got themselves ready. They pressed in in worship. They joined together as a body of believers. And at that moment, the Bible says a a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. The priest could not continue the service because of the cloud. For the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. They encountered God. Look at this. Purification preparation it was the precursor for the encounter of the presence of God Uh, let me say that again because some of you aren't grabbing a hold of that purification or preparation was the precursor for the presence of God for an encounter with the presence of the almighty look at your neighbor this morning and say the precursor is preparation Then in verse 13, it says, at that moment. You see, it wasn't before the preparation. It wasn't before the purification. It wasn't before their worship. But when they had gotten themselves ready, when they had prepared themselves mentally and emotionally and spiritually and they had gotten to that place when they prepared themselves for the very presence of God the Bible says at that moment the glory of the Lord so filled the room that they could not continue the service God showed up but I think too often we come in For a service on a Sunday with zero preparation in our lives. We've gone all week long without even as much as a moment 
with God. We've gone all week long without even as much as a small conversation with God. And we wonder why we never encounter Him on Sunday. We allow the weight of the week to so consume us that it is virtually impossible for us to ever recognize the presence of God. I want to encourage you this morning. Prepare yourself daily for the presence of God. I want to encourage you. Spend time with Him. Communicate with Him. Read His Word. Allow it to be digested into your life. There's something to be said about the atmosphere in which you live. You see, the atmosphere in which you live affects every aspect of your life. You don't believe that. What happens when you hang around a complainer all the time? You begin to complain. What happens when you hang around a worrier all the time? You begin to worry. Why not take a moment and prepare yourself to change the environment in which you're living? Prepare yourself to change the environment to where you want to go. Preparation is the precursor to the presence of God. Spend time in worship. Spend time in prayer. Let God's word pierce the very heart of your soul today. Hebrews chapter 12 says this. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Rid yourself of the distractions. And I believe that that sin and even simple distractions are the main ingredient of a life that is separated from the presence of God. Let me say that again. I believe that that sin and even simple distraction is the main ingredient of a life that is separated from the presence or an encounter with God. Preparation takes work. Preparation takes an intentional decision in advance to end up where you desire to go. Now, if I was going on a trip today and I didn't know where my end destination was, I would have to do a couple of things to get myself ready. Either A, I would ask Siri to tell me where I need to go, or I would go on Google Maps and I would look at the map and I would figure out to go, or I would just tell my wife and she knows how to get anywhere. But I would do the preparation to get to where I need to go. Because if I just got in the car, can I be honest with you? If I just got in the car and said, hey, I'm going to go to point B, I'm not going to get to point B because I don't know how to get anywhere. I can get turned around in the bathroom and get lost. But there's preparation in order to get where you want to go. You say, oh, pastor, I just haven't experienced the presence of God. What's the atmosphere in which you're living? I I just don't know what it would take. What's the atmosphere in which you're hanging out? Are you preparing yourself? Are you getting yourself ready? Are you doing what needs to be done to prepare the atmosphere in which you live? 
The question begs to be asked, do you desire an encounter with God or are you satisfied with life as it stands? I've said this dozens and dozens of times, but I believe that we are at a point in time in the church of America where there's coming a point in a place where there's a definitive line between those that are just playing church and doing religion and those that desire an encounter with God. Mark my word. We're at a breaking point. We're at a turning point where you must make a decision. Which is it going to be? Do you desire an encounter with God? Are you satisfied with how life stands right here and right now? You see, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting God to do something different does not compute. Yet that's what the church has done for years and years. I'm just going to do church like we've always done it and surely something will change. No, it won't. If we truly desire, if you truly desire an encounter with God, there's got to be a preparation. There's got to be a pressing in. There's got to be a purifying of ourselves. There's got to be a seeking Him above all else. Not for an hour and 15 minutes on a Sunday morning, but every day of our life. The one thing I seek, the one thing I desire more than anything else, God, is to live in your house, to dwell in your house every day of my life. Lord, I long for an encounter with you. We must begin to draw close to him. We must do the preparation. We must choose to still our minds of everything that distracts us and pushes us away. Remember, our goal is to come face to face to have an encounter with God. That means our focus must be on Him. It's time to change the atmosphere of our lives. Suddenly, when we begin to enhance God, all other distractions become smaller and smaller and more insignificant. See, what I've discovered is a, a true encounter with God requires preparation but you can't stop the preparation the priest that we just read about it said every one of the priests prepared themselves they purified themselves whether they were on duty that day or not they could have said you know what i'm going to purify myself i'm going to get myself ready and that's all i'm doing but I would venture to say if they just did that and they never pushed forward with the presence of God, they would have never experienced the presence of God. Yes, preparation is a precursor. But the second thing I see is true an encounter, a true encounter requires persistence. Any of you have toddlers? Toddlers are certainly persistent. They get something on their mind, and they're not going to let it go. I want chocolate. And you're going to hear about chocolate until they find some chocolate. Their persistence. It's vital that we become persistent in our pursuit of the presence of God. But here's the great thing. He already promised, God already promised that if we would draw close to him, that he in turn would respond. Did you know that? 
The Bible tells me in James chapter 4, it says, come close to God and God will come close to you. You see, we've, we've done the preparation, we've gotten ourselves ready, we've purified our life, we're pressing in for more of him. And now as we begin to press in and move from here to here, why? Because we've changed the atmosphere and now we're ready for the presence of God. So we begin to move toward him. God says, if you will draw close to me, if you will come close to me, I in turn will encounter you. I will come face to face with you. I will come into your presence but I love the rest of the verse oftentimes we stop right there but it goes on to say this wash your hands wash your hands you sinners purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world he takes a moment to remind us there's preparation you've got to wash your hands Get out the spiritual hand sanitizer. You guys wonder why I carry hand sanitizer around. It's biblical. <laughs> Determining to do whatever needs to be done to truly encounter God. But if you're like me, a one-time encounter, that's not enough. For me, it's like the old hymn of the church. Every hour, I need you. I don't know about you, but I haven't figured out how to do this thing called life by myself. At least not to do it very well. I need God. Every moment, every day, every step that I take, every hour I need Him. We must be persistent. We must be intentional. We've got to stay focus some of us are simply satisfied with a close encounter of a third kind we're simply satisfied with a moment a brief time a, a close call with God but what God desires from us is a persistent encounter that brings about you ready for it change oh that word scares about three-fourths of you you don't like that word change we were just talking about it at the dinner table last night, and I told those at the table, I love change. Change keeps things fresh and alive and keeps us moving. And some of us may say, well, I like change, but what happens when change affects us personally? Oh, pastor, I don't know if I want to do that. Change is hard. But God so desires for us to press in for him and have that encounter that it changes us on the inside. The Bible says, let God change you on the inside by changing the way you think, by transforming you and renewing you. God desires to do a work in you. Once again, our text, the one thing that I ask, O oh Lord, the thing that I seek the most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of our lives. God is not asking us for a one night stand. But I fear many times that's what we give him. We give God just a moment, a, a flirtatious moment, and then we walk away. And God said, there was so much more that I had in store for you. 
there was so much more that I wanted to speak into your life, but you wouldn't give me the moment. You wouldn't give me the opportunity. You wouldn't allow me to invest in you. God desires a deep encounter, a spiritual renewal, a change inside of us. I asked Pastor Andy to sing the song here again this morning, and the chorus says this, I'm not enough unless you come. Will you meet me here again? Because all I want is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Lord, I'm not enough. By myself, God, I'm just not going to cut it. By myself, Lord, I can't do this. But the one thing that I seek, the one thing that I desire more than anything else is to dwell in the house of the Lord every day of my life. Lord, I need you with intentionality, with preparation. It's relatively easy to have an encounter with God because he's already promised to be with us. So the question is, can you honestly say that that's your heart's cry? The one thing that I ask, the one thing that I desire the most, is that your heart's cry? To encounter the very presence of God every day of your life. You see, an encounter with God requires preparation. Encounter with God requires persistence. And the third thing that I see, and probably the most difficult, a true encounter requires perception. Perception. Are we ready to perceive the presence of God? Job chapter 33, for God speaks again and again, though people do not recognize it. We fail to experience the encounter of God because we fail to be perceptive. Now, I love definitions. I I look up definitions all the time. I've got a word of the day that comes to my phone. And I looked up the word perception from two different dictionaries, and here's what I found. Merriam-Webster, the The true favorite that we go to quite often says, perception is a capacity for comprehension. Look at your neighbor say, it's a capacity for comprehension. Now Google also gave us a definition, and Google says it's the ability to see, hear, or become aware of something. Look at the other person on the other side and say, it's an ability So we have a capacity and we have an ability, two vitally important words. Take a look at them just for a moment, the word capacity. How often do we come to the presence of God or come to church or come even to our Bible reading time or our our prayer time and we're so clouded with so much stuff, so many distractions, That there's a failure to have a capacity to perceive anything more. Come on, are you you trekking with me? We're so clouded with the, the worries and the struggles and the frustrations of life. That when we come to that place and we're ready to receive, we can't receive him because so much junk is clouding our minds. Fear has taken over. Comfort has set in. Worry is running rampant. There's no room to be filled with anything else. We simply fail to have the capacity for the presence 
of God. The second thing that I see is this, the word ability. How do we come to the place of having an ability to perceive his presence? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Draw close to God and God will draw close to you. See, how do you receive that ability? You do it. The way that you perceive, the way that you create, or the way you find that ability is you go for it. You press in for more of Him. Are we ready to do that? We can all come up with a myriad of reasons why we can't. But God desires to be in your presence. He longs to be in your presence. But I began to process that, and I thought, what does it look like? And I think oftentimes there's some of us that fear His presence. But I want you to know that an encounter with God is not to be feared. You may be in a season of your life right now where you look to your left, you look to your right, and you can't seem to find God. You fear everything in your life. You fear your future. You fear what your children are going to become. You fear your financial future. You fear today. But I would encourage you to trust God. You see, the Bible tells me in 2 Timothy that God hasn't given us the spirit of fear. But of power, love, and a sound mind. God, what I desire is to experience your love. God, what I desire is to be surrounded by an atmosphere of your love question is are we ready to change that atmosphere are we ready to change what's happening around us so that we come into the presence of God it may take some of you a lot of work to move out of the land of fear because you've been there for so long it's a daily process you've lived in that land it is time to to dig your way out of despair it's time to enter the presence of God Psalm 16 verse 8 says this I know the Lord is always with me Let this be an encouragement for you today. Maybe you feel all alone. That's why you're fearing life. I want you to know that the Lord, God, is always with you. The psalmist says, I will not be shaken, for he is right beside me. We are not forsaken. We are not abandoned. We are not left alone. But the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered of God. That God is paving a way for us. His presence is not to be feared, but His presence is to be cherished and longed for. Second thing I see is this. Oh, let me hold it. Let me go on. The remainder of that verse says this. In your presence there is fullness of joy. The word fullness here literally means an abundance. Lord, in your presence, God, when I step into your presence, there is an abundance of your joy. That's how God works. He doesn't just remove your fear. He doesn't just remove your worry. He doesn't just remove your discouragement. But when he removes them, he fills it with an abundance and overflowing of his joy. That alone is reason enough 
to approach the presence of God, to approach an encounter with him. Let God take you out of that land of despair. Let God remove that fear. Let God remove that discouragement. Let God remove that doubt and fill you with an abundance of his joy. Next, I see an encounter with God is not far away. Now that's exciting. That's exciting. The, the, the encounter with God, the very presence of God is not far away. Psalm 145 says this, The Lord is close to all who call on Him. The Lord is close to who? All. Look at your neighbor said, that includes you. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He is close to all. Are you calling on him today? Are you seeking after him today? Are you longing for an encounter with him today? You see, God is ready to step into your presence. God is ready to move into that land where you are today. But do you long for him? Are you calling him today? And the third thing I see is this. An encounter with God creates a ripple effect. Let me talk about this. As we cry out for him, suddenly we discover that, again, the atmosphere begins to shift. What was once difficult, what was once impossible, suddenly moves not only to possible, but plausible and to being done. As the atmosphere begins to shift in our personal lives, suddenly there's a passion and a desire to pass that on to those around us. Before you know it, what occurred in our personal private time, what occurred in our personal lives begins to be pressed in to those around us. Why? Because now there's an abundance of joy and so much in us that it's overflowing to the outside that it moves on to those around us. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of allowing the world to affect what goes on in my life. I'm tired of allowing what happens on the outside to affect what God wants to do on the inside. But I believe that God so wants to fill us personally, not just this man-made building, but God so wants to fill you and you and you and you and you with an abundance of Him that that overflows to those around, that causes a ripple effect. We begin to impact this world for the kingdom of God. But I've discovered that a true encounter requires preparation. It requires us making the change and doing the work. It, it requires a, a persistence. Now, I'm not saying that God is waiting for us to, to work so many hours and put so many hours in before he moves in. But he desires for us to draw close to him. But I've also decided or discovered that a true encounter requires perception. We've got to be in tune with the presence of God. Let me ask you. Are you satisfied where life is? 
or are you ready 